0: Hey, do you remember the 2017 NHL entry draft? Whatever happened to the players the Bruins selected in that process? That's exactly what we're talking about on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins as I continue my series looking back at Don Sweeney's draft history. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, June, I almost said January, not even close, June 23rd, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, as well as YouTube, so please grab your phone, open it up, smash that subscribe button on your pod app and on YouTube each new episode automatically added to your feeds and there'll be some bonus content on the youtube page as well on social media you can follow along at locked nhl bruins twitter instagram and you can find me my dad jokes and hockey tweets at ian c mclaren lifelong bruins fan living in southern ontario just about an hour west of toronto and i have been covering this team for various outlets for about 17 years. Speaking of 17, continuing a look back at Don Sweeney's draft history with a focus on the 2017 entry draft. The Bruins made six picks at that event. Where was the 2017 NHL entry draft anyways? 2017 draft was held in chicago the first three selections that year were nico Heesher, nolan patrick and mira Heiskinen. number four that year probably should have been number one kale mccarr of the colorado avalanche the bruins with their first round pick selected defenseman your hope At 18 overall. Now, Vakaninen ended up having a pretty good start to his pro career as a member of the Providence Bruins. Only played 45 games up in Boston with eight assists to his credit. Don Sweeney was able, however, to package him as an asset to the Anaheim Ducks in the Hampus Lindholm trade that took place just a few months ago. Uh, Vakonainen was traded along with uh, defenseman John Moore, a first-round pick in 2022 a second-round pick in 2023, and a second-round pick in 2024 for Hampus Lindholm and a prospect named Cody Curran. Lindholm then signed an eight-year, $52 million contract extension to remain a member of the Boston Bruins for years to come. So this is an example of a guy who was selected doesn't really become a core member of the team. And then he's flipped down the road uh, to bring in a guy who will play a pivotal role for the Bruins for the next eight seasons. Uh, they were able to get rid of the John Moore contract in that deal as well. Yes, they gave up a first and two seconds. Uh, similar to what they traded in the Dougie Hamilton deal, so to give up a former first, on top of that, it's quite a price to pay, but uh, the fact that Lindholm will be around for his core years, well, yeah, yeah, his core years, and then some, he's 28 already, Um, that means a lot, and that was a great, well, I wouldn't say great trade, the jury's still out perhaps on the long-term effects of that deal, but it was a nice piece of business from Don Sweeney to add a top pair defenseman in Lindholm and, you know, jettison a guy who didn't quite work out, didn't really develop into a top four, top six defenseman with the Bruins, and then, um, yeah, it's going to cost them first round pick this year as well and we'll have to see who that turns into uh we already know the Bruins traded a first round pick to the Anaheim Ducks uh in the Andre Casha deal uh and that ended up becoming uh that 2020 first round pick became, uh, what was his name, Jacob Perot. I talked about that in the Don Sweeney trade history, uh, but Perot scored 14 goals, added 23 assists, and 55 games for the San Diego Gulls this season. You know, I don't expect Vacaniden to bloom and become a star necessarily for the Ducks, but the first-round pick this year, you know, the Ducks draft well. Perot was a great selection for them and um, that was with the 27th pick so they're going to get an even higher pick this year and they should make pretty good work of that. Now what hurts about this first round pick for the Bruins is the fact that a few centres were selected directly afterwards who have made a pretty big impact on their respective teams. You have Robert Thomas who was selected. Uh, 20th by the St. Louis Blues. He ranks 4th in scoring in the 2017 draft class. You have Josh Norris, who was selected by the San Jose Sharks. He was subsequently flipped to the Ottawa Senators, I believe in the Eric Carlson trade. Uh, he has developed into a top 6 center. And then 21st overall, you had Philip Heedle, who played a pivotal role in the Rangers, advancing to the uh um, Eastern Conference Finals this season any one of those guys would be an asset for the Bruins right now as they are in dire need of center prospects players and uh, the guy that they picked at center in the second round hasn't quite panned out just yet but that could be a function of having played under Bruce Cassidy we'll talk about that second round pick here in a moment but first a quick word about built bar from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what they've given the coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment that's right coconut brownie chunk built bar is now available as a puff bar they're only here for a limited amount of time, you can go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. Now all Built Bars are made with a collagen protein that your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The best part about puffs is they taste amazing and you can enjoy them guilt free because they're actually good for you. Delicious coconut, rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow, stop dreaming right now and get your. Chunk Built Puffs right now at Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, they're all made with a collagen protein that your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built.com. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Please do smash that subscribe button if you haven't already and tell someone in your life about the Locked On Bruins podcast. It really means a lot to continue to build uh, the community that we have here on the podcast. All right, so we talked about Yerha Vakonainen going 18th overall, subsequently flipped to the Ducks cost them another first round pick this year to bring in Hampus Lindholm and two seconds in the future and there were three centers that were taken immediately after who would look pretty good in black and gold right about now speaking of centers with the 53rd overall pick uh second round the Bruins chose Jack Stanica from the OHL's Oshawa Generals. Now the funny thing about this pick is that uh, it was acquired by the Bruins from the Edmonton Oilers as compensation for the Oilers um, hiring Peter Chiarelli uh, so an interesting wrinkle there the Bruins didn't have their own second-round pick uh, I believe that had been traded to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for Lee Stempniak but they got one from Edmonton in exchange or as compensation for them hiring Peter Chiarelli so thank you Edmonton for that. Now Jack Nika Uh, had put up some pretty good numbers as a member of the OHL's Oshawa Generals, 52 points in 64 games heading into the draft. After that, he scored 72 points in 66 games after having gone back to Oshawa for the 2017-2018 season. Now, Stadnica, one of the big stories last summer was the fact that he bulked up he was looking to make a push to become perhaps the third-line center for the Bruins. After David Krejci left, Charlie Coyle was going to be bumped up to the second-line center spot, opening up an opportunity for Jack Stanica. Don Sweeney then decided to go out and sign Eric Haula, Thomas nosick effectively bumping Stanica, out of the lineup he went back to Providence had a pretty good season for the Providence Bruins 41 games 10 goals 25 assists for 35 points Um, similar production to what he achieved in 2019-20 his most successful pro season 23 goals 26 assists for 49 points in 60 games in 15 games with the Bruins he only managed three assists this past season and I mentioned the other day that he is a restricted free agent and the Bruins are going to have to decide whether to re-up and give him more of an opportunity or are they going to package him in a trade to bring in someone a bit more established. I do think that he deserves a longer look and we all know Bruce Cassidy was let go because of a seeming inability to connect with some younger players or integrate them into the lineup. Jacksonica, I believe, was one of those guys. But Cassidy, like I mentioned, was also a bit hamstrung because he had a mandate to win. And he was given these forwards that he had to somehow fit into the lineup your Hollas, your No Six, your uh, Nick Felinos. Curtis Lazar, Trent Frederick was given more of an opportunity than Jack Stanika, primarily because he could play at the left wing position and not center. So I'm very interested to see what happens with Jack Stanika and what becomes of his career moving forward, whether it's with Boston or whether it's with another team via trade. But all in all, that was a decent second round pick for the Boston Bruins. The best pick for this team in this draft was, without question, Jeremy Swayman, fourth-round pick, 111th overall. I should mention they didn't have a third-round pick because they had been traded a couple of years earlier to the Philadelphia Flyers for Zach Ronaldo in a head-scratching move by... Uh, Don Sweeney at the time. Uh, that pick was 35th. No, sorry. That pick was uh, let's see. Detroit, Philadelphia, New Jersey. That pick was made to select Kirill Ustamenko, who has not played a game in the NHL, so I guess it's a bit of a trade-off. Jeremy Swayman, as we all know, has Exploded onto the scene uh, after a very successful college career at the University of Maine. 56 games uh, for the Bruins, including the playoffs. He's got a 919 save percentage at the NHL level. He finished. 5th uh, in Calder Trophy voting this year. And he has a very bright future ahead of him. Uh, the Bruins, to get a potential franchise goalie in the 4th round, is pretty pretty slick work for them. Um, yeah, the Bruins were very blessed to go from Tim Thomas to Tuka Rask. Two guys who locked it down for over a decade now they have swayman Linus Ulmark, a pretty successful tandem time will tell if it's a jennings trophy worthy tandem but swayman has a look of a guy who can become a number one and uh, probably continue to split time with olmark here this season but i can see him emerging as uh, a number one guy and a potential uh, elite level goalie for the Boston Bruins at some point. Later on in the draft, the Bruins selected Cedric Paré from the St. John Sea Dogs with the 173rd overall pick, Victor Berglund from Modo over in Sweden, and Daniel Bukac. Uh, Berglund played 46 games for the Uh, Providence Bruins this season with 18 points as a right-hand shot defenseman. He could possibly get a look in training camp as the Bruins are a bit uh, thin at that position. Bukac 7th round pick, 240th overall. Uh, He played last season or the past two years over in Czech Republic, but he only appeared in two games for them Uh, not quite sure what his deal is but I would be very surprised if he is uh, over in North America at any point anytime soon Uh, so not a great pick but seventh round you never know what's going to come with that so overall 2017 not terrible for the Boston Bruins they got Vakanainen, who was flipped for Lindholm as part of a bigger package. Stanika, who I'm still hopeful can become something. If not, he can be flipped, perhaps, for someone more meaningful. And Swayman, with the fourth round pick, who is a very uh, talented goalie, who will be, hopefully, in the Bruins' crease for years to come. So, you know, when you look at core players acquired in the draft. You get one in Swayman for sure. You flip another for a Lindholm. Always great to if you can't use those assets to be able to, you know, not pawn them off on another team, but uh, get something for them. And then Stanika is a bit of a wild card, and we'll see what happens with him moving forward. Um... As a restricted free agent. Next, we'll look at the 2018 entry draft, which is a huge yikes for the Bruins. Uh, but that will be either tomorrow or next week, uh, depending on if someone jumps on with me or answers some mailbag questions, uh, which you can always send to at locked NHL Bruins or at ENC McLaren on Twitter or Instagram. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NHL Podcast. They cover the playoffs like no other. You can hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Speaking of the playoffs, game four of the Stanley Cup final went on Wednesday. Avalanche winning 3-2 in overtime on a fairly controversial goal scored by Nazem Kadri. The goal itself was a beauty, but video replay shows that there was possibly six Avalanche on the ice at the time of the goal. Lightning head coach John Cooper indicated that the goal shouldn't have counted, didn't really want to talk about it. NHL Hockey Ops released a statement claiming on-ice officials didn't see a too many men situation. The goal not subject to review because of those circumstances. Uh, If you look at the replay, the one player pretty close to stepping off. I believe there's like a five-foot buffer zone where it's at the referee's discretion. Um... It reminds you of you know the skate in the crease situation back in nineteen ninety nine. Some people might look back if Alan Twin and say, Oh, you know, look at this call but didn't seem too egregious, didn't affect the play whatsoever. Uh, it's not like there was a lightning player stuck back trying to defend this guy. It was a beautiful goal by Nazem Qadri, and uh, congrats to the Avs for being one win away from a Stanley Cup victory. Uh, The Panthers officially named Paul Maurice as their new head coach on Wednesday. Interim coach Andrew Brunette was a finalist for the Jack Adams Award, but he was not retained as head coach. He was asked to remain with the organization and could join Maurice's staff, although I would not... Begrudge him for eschewing that offer and moving on. Um, They brought Maurice in because he has tons of NHL head coaching experience. Brunette, his inexperience was apparent when uh, the Panthers pretty easily beat by the Lightning in the second round. He did do a good job taking over behind the bench under difficult circumstances when Joel Quenneville stepped down. Uh, They won the President's Trophy. Um, I still think he deserved another opportunity. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, we're just reusing the same coaches over and over, even though they can't get the job done. And then you'd throw one coach under the bus after one unsuccessful playoff run. Can't have it both ways. Either you bring in new blood and let them learn from it or you keep getting the same results from guys who have tried over and over but don't get it done. I'm not saying Brunette should be in consideration for the head coaching job in Boston, but certainly someone to um, talk to at the very least, see what worked for him in Florida, what he might be able to bring even as an assistant to the Boston Bruins. Winnipeg Jets, apparently open for business. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois has indicated his time in Winnipeg could be short. He wants to test unrestricted free agency. And Blake Wheeler might be on the uh, market as well. Uh, Dubois is a restricted free agent. He has arbitration rights. Um, he's eligible to come a UFA in 2024. This is a guy the Bruins should definitely look at if he becomes available on the trade market. Uh, you can make a play for him, and you know once you have him, you have exclusive negotiating rights. Jets really want him to stay, so they'll probably use the next couple of years to um, try to convince him that Winnipeg is the place for him. A big congratulations as well to Carolyn Pilch, the former GM of the Boston Pride, she's been promoted to Director of Player Personnel for the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, She was on the podcast previously. Uh, Very smart hockey mind, and congratulations to her. Would love to see the Bruins diversify their staff by bringing on uh, some women in hockey as well at some point. Oh, I should mention, going back to the Blake Wheeler, trade speculation, that came from Daily Faceoff's trade target list, top 30. Jake DeBrusk was no longer on that list, so whether that's just no more buzz around his trade request or it's been rescinded, um, he was no longer on that list, so that's seemingly noteworthy. That's today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. Thank you so much for listening once again. I really appreciate... All of your support. I hope you're all having a great week. What did I do last night? I watched some of the hockey game. I got caught up on Westworld in anticipation of Season 4. I think I'm going to stick with it. Watched the season finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, tonight, not quite sure what we're going to do. Hopefully check out The Old Man on FX, which is a great show. Although we have been watching... I love that for you, the Vanessa Bayer show on Showtime. My wife's really into that, so we might watch the final two episodes. It's pretty funny. So, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with another fresh episode, and I hope you all have a great Thursday. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And thanks for checking out Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.